Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on hmm. the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only associate in the arts holding the notorious Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Say what? What is up, Doc G? How's it going, sir? I really hold held some of those notes there. So true. Really held some of them. That was uh, the longest I was looking at our, our timer here on the mixer. Longest <laughs> intro I've done in like, uh, I don't know, a couple months. Was, I appreciate that. We pro- I appreciate We that. probably lost like four listeners just in that intro. They were like, yeah, not today. Click. <laughs> mm, no, uh, enough. DMI. Enough. Mike, how are Associate? we doing? This guy's not. Yeah, I'm good. No, I'm good. You're good? You. You're good? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm feeling great. One to 10. How are we great. living? You know me, usual 8.5, Doc G. I'm also sipping on some Thai tea. I don't know if I you noticed. I see that. Uh, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, was, I was just going ahead and marking it down as whiskey. But, what? Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> it I'm, looks the exact same. I'm glad you have not reached that alcoholism level that you're just sipping on straight whiskey during our show. That's good. That's a fact. That's good. Yeah. Tea, much healthier. Much healthier true. option. Very true. Very true. Mike. Very true. Hmm. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Um, I'm pretty high up there on the score, you know? Yeah. It's pretty high up there. There's a couple of reasons. Um, But the main reason is it's a pretty big celebration day. Do you know what today is? No, I don't. It's Alabama Day. Oh, Alabama Day. That's right. Alabama Day. They get their own day? That's right. I, uh, right. I I don't know. I'm guessing 97% of our uh, listening audience had that circled on their calendar. I was, so true. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a pretty big thing, Mike. It celebrates the day that Alabama became a state in 1819. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, pretty big deal. That's a, yeah, it's a big deal pretty, for sure. Now, the actual celebration wasn't uh, started until 1923. Mm. So they didn't mm. actually start celebrating Alabama Day until uh, 1923. I also, late, yeah. I got to say, you know, I mean, 1819 is not bad, but you got to feel like a pretty big loser when you compare yourself to Virginia or Massachusetts. And they're like, yeah, we were, we were in the 1600s, early 1600s. No biggie. You're like, yeah, we came 200 years later. Like, Alabama's got to go brag to, like, Hawaii how old they are. And Hawaii's like, that is pretty old as a state. Nice job. Impressive. That's a fact. Nobody else is really buying 1819. That's not doing it for anybody. But nonetheless, we're celebrating it, Mike. We're celebrating it. Now, like I said, it wasn't adopted as a resolution until 1923 that Alabama Day actually became Alabama Day. Now... Keep in mind, Alabama Day is only Alabama Day in Alabama. Word. Uh, no, no one else <laughs> celebrates Alabama Day because, obviously. Um, 
So it was passed in 1923, which is the uh, height of the Jim Crow era in the South. So I didn't really research it too much, but it's probably safe to say there was some kind of racism associated with this Alabama day when they put it in place. They were like, there was some kind of underlying thing they were trying to get across that was racist. That'd be a good guess. Yeah. You know. True. Really, usually anything before 1960 in Alabama. 1980 is a pretty good idea. That there's probably <laughs> um, now. Yeah. I also wondered when I saw this, Mike. As far as Alabama Day, I was like, Hmm. What do we do about those four years that Alabama was noticeably missing from the union with Ooh. ten other states? Right. Actually, why you got to bring that up? On Alabama Day. Right. Girl, come on. <laughs> I, I hit the pressure point on this <laughs> glorious day, everyone. Uh, 1861 to 1865. I did, I, Alabama was suspiciously missing there. I don't know where they went. They're doing their own thing. Yeah. yeah. Doing their own thing. I, I thought about it. It's, it's sort of like, you know, being married uh, and getting divorced for several years and then getting back together. And yeah. celebrating the original anniversary the whole time that you've been together, you know? Like like your friend Hank is like, Hey, wait, you got you guys are celebrating your thirty second anniversary? Yeah, that's right, Hank. Wait. Didn't Melissa divorce you back in ninety five and shack up with that, that Chippendales dancer? Uh yeah, but then we got back together, okay? And we were married in nineteen ninety. So it's 32 years. <laughs> 32 years. That's our anniversary. <laughs> like, it just seems, you know, just saying. Maybe, yeah. maybe start it when you came back into the Union in 1860, 65, you know, 66. I forget what year they actually were admitted back. But, uh, you know, I mean, when they decided to act right, you know, and decided yeah. not to own people. Maybe that's when we should have, uh, you know celebrate Alabama Day. I, uh, I'm not telling you guys how to celebrate your day, Alabama. You, uh, I agree with you, Doc G. I agree with you. I, I think they need to... Uh, you know, whatever, whatever. But, know. but Mike, I feel like we need to care about Alabama. And you may ask yourself, why are we going to care about Alabama? Yeah, why, why, why would we be uh, caring about? Because Alabama, Alabama and Florida are two brothers of the same inbred family. Sweet. Mm. Okay. If, I didn't know that. Fun fact, Mike. I don't know if you knew this. A good chunk of Alabama from 1763 to 1812 was West Florida. It was known oh. as West Florida. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little fun fact you can use at your next cocktail yeah. party. You go to those a lot. <laughs> a lot. Not really. No, no. You're yeah. all the next, time. Next time. Next next cocktail party. Soirees, Mike. You're at them. <laughs> Swishing your whiskey around. We know. We know. Hmm. But, Mike, yeah. seeing as how it's our crazy brother's anniversary, I thought we would celebrate with just a couple of Alabama facts to get our show fired up this this week. That's right. So, first off, Mike, uh, this one's actually brought up a pretty good amount of time, but I think we need to talk about it. It's a Class B felony in Alabama to wrestle a bear. Wait, what? And <clears throat> that didn't become a law until 2015. Hmm. Hmm. So do okay. yeah, yeah. Do do ruminate over that, listeners. So think, yeah, like so. <laughs> what? Think about that one for a second. What but, happened in 2015? <laughs> well, you know, here's here's my thought process. Uh, one, bear wrestling was popular enough 
for lawmakers to be like, hey, we should probably tell people they shouldn't do that. Word. And it took until 2015 that they were like, you know what? We should probably put this down in the books. That's a fact. So there were people in 2015 that were like, yeah, tonight, me and Barry the Bear, we're going at it. It's an all-out, one-on-one, mano-a-mano wrestle. Here we go. Girl, come on. So, can't do that anymore, Mike. Just think about that. Uh, I'm sorry. Now, Alabama. If you, can find, lost us. if you can find a time machine, you can get back there before 2015, get it done. But otherwise, it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be uh, a trip to the slammer for you. Blam. In the felony. Ah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Well... Mike, second fact, uh, Alabama's the only state to have an alcohol beverage as the state drink. Hmm. Now, some other states have a state spirit, right? But right. Alabama, it's their actual drink is an alcoholic beverage. Nice. It's like a mix? Yeah. It's like a mixed drink? Yeah, it's a whiskey mm. mix, actually. It oh, okay. Might be what you're drinking. I can't Wait, remember. What? I didn't. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't write down the actual name of it because I didn't care that much. But nope. It's a it's a whiskey mix. Now uh, this won't surprise hmm. you. Florida's uh, drink, state drink, orange juice. Orange juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I will say it's also a little bizarre that 20 states, their state beverage, milk. Milk. And what? 13 of those states mated their beverage between 1982 and 1985. Hmm. Oh no. I feel I feel like there was some there was some pushing leverage from the dairy farmers of America on that one. Like, hey, listen, you yeah. going to make this milk, all right? It's going to be your drink. It's got to be your drink. <clears throat> now. That's gross. Yeah. yeah, that's really weird. I like milk, man. I'm I'm not gonna drink I'm not gonna drink it with like meals. I'm not that guy. My brother's that guy, <laughs> but I'm not that guy. So but true. Like you know, I mean, you know, a nice cold glass of milk with a dessert. I'm not gonna turn that down. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Cookies state and beverage. Hell kind yeah. Of a weird one. Oh no, it for is. sure, for sure. I mean, I get it, but yeah, it's a state beverage. I'll have to say I'm a little offended though when I looked at that state drink and Georgia's state drink isn't Coke, like. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Georgia. That's your obesity maker. It's fueled Seriously. your state for 125 years. <laughs> it's like their main economy. Yeah, you got to own up to that. Shit. Come on now. Make it your state drink. Uh, that or Peach Fanta. Nope. Just a suggestion. Mm-mm. Only Coke, man. The big red emblem. You come into Atlanta, you see that in the skyline. You see that big gray <laughs> building and that Coke emblem on it, and you're like, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to the World of Coke, Mike? Yeah. No, actually. No, I never went. It's pretty, I didn't go it's, there. I it's, went to the aquarium. It's pretty wild. Instead. It's pretty yeah. wild. I think I've mentioned, I probably mentioned it on the show before, but you can set your, you, uh, at least this was back in the day, they moved location, so I don't know about the new one. The old one, you could set your, your little taste tester drink across the uh, across the room and they had these giant jets that would shoot the the coke a hundred feet across the room into your cup without spilling any of it it was pretty what yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine this but it was pretty cool it was pretty yeah cool. and you got to like a little shot glass or something yeah exactly and you got to you got to try <laughs> all these weird 
drinks from all over the the world, like that Coke made uh, for mm. like other countries, and some of them were really disgusting. Like yeah. you know, there'd be like weird, like this is the Indonesian bitter bug drink, and huh? you taste, you're like, holy crap, who drinks this on a regular yeah, it's basis? Disgusting. Right? But anyways, Ooh. I got Let sidetracked. Back to Alabama Day, Mike. The Alabama Constitution really long. It's over 300,000 words long. Wow. Yeah. Mike, do you know how much longer that is than the Constitution of the United States? Hmm. Doctor, you have no idea how many words are in any documents. (laughs) Ever. None. Not a single one. I have no idea. It's 65 times longer than the United States Constitution. Girl, come on. 65. Why? what do you need? It's Alabama. Nobody's Come on. Now. Yeah, nobody, especially in Alabama, nobody. It should now. read "Do whatever the f- you want." This is Alabama. <laughs> Come on, like mixed drinks. Yeah, our our <laughs> state drink is a whiskey drink. Like I would go to guess, Mike. I'm gonna bet. I uh, if I could bet, and I don't think this is a prop bet on any uh, online gambling site. I would bet not a single member of the state legislative body of Alabama has read that whole constitution. Nope. There's not a no single way. one there. You could quiz no them. Way. They would fail it, man. They would fail it. Mike, do you know the nickname of Alabama? It's not the official nickname, but it's a nickname. No. No idea. The Yellowhammer State. Word. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, just Yellowhammer? What is that? It's not as cool as you'd think. Nope. Like, I thought it was like, <laughs> you know, some kind of like weird, uh, like Thor type hammer. Except yeah. maybe Big Bird owned it or something, huh? but not. Hmm. It's just—it's uh, actually just a bird, and not a big one. It's a bird, small bird, and they, apparently oh, okay. they live in Alabama. That's it. I was like, well, eh, what? Come on, man. We don't call it's a Lu- cool name for a bird, though. We don't call Louisiana the Pelican State. Come on now. No. Come on. Anyways, Mike, I think not I yet. mentioned this one on the show. Years ago, actually, because we had a celebration of Mardi Gras one uh, one episode, and uh, Alabama was the first state to celebrate Mardi Gras, beating out Louisiana. Yeah, hmm. back in 1702, Mike. 1702, wow. yeah, in the city of Mobile. Oh yeah, and I gotta say, Alabama really did not follow through on the Mardi Gras feels. Nope. You know, Louisiana really took that one and ran. Yeah, they owned it. They didn't really every year. They didn't really keep it going in Alabama. Mike, this is a this is an interesting one right here. Uh, is this the last one? This is the last one. Get ready for the last one. Here we go, everybody. Brace yourselves. Um, Scottsboro, Alabama. Scottsboro, Alabama is where all unclaimed travel baggage from U.S. air travel goes. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, they try to get in contact. They have a certain amount of time that they wait, and then if nobody claims it, that's where it goes. Scottsboro. So is there, like, a huge store there or, like, a huge, like, market? It's like a giant thrift store. And I I was a little upset because I was really hoping they would sell it, like, the suitcases unopened, you know? Like that, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, like the storage show. wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except on a smaller level, so you're just like, yeah, I'm right. gonna, that one, that's like, that's some classy luggage. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, I mean, but no, they open it all up and then they sell the items off. I'm like, you turds, Wham. come on, take away all the fun, man. 
That should be everything about it, you know? But anyways, yeah. Mike, now that we know so much about Alabama. That's a fact. Our 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 slightly slower cousin. Wait, what? Well, brother, I don't want to take him down to the level of cousin. <laughs> slightly slower brother to the west of us. Are you ready to fire this show up? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Mike, I'm very excited about the show. We have got a returning guest on the show. Yes. Yeah, fantastic, Came man. Came back. And not only that, but he's been on a tear, you know? He's been on a, in, in an improvement tear. So true. Like, I don't know what the actual, like, percentages are. I know the percentages from last year to this year. He's increased his streaming on Spotify from last year to this year 750%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He was on the Kelly Clarkson show this year. Ah, uh, there it is. That'll do it. Almost, almost as good as the Doc G show. Um, almost. I can show him direct numbers that this show will only decrease his listens by 30% huh? if he comes on this show. Yeah, so Not much. Pretty much worth it, right? I would say so. Pretty much worth so. it. He loves it. And I love it, and we're excited about it. And you know who else loves it, Mike? Hmm. Who? His mom. His yeah. mom told me, or not told me directly, AJ told me that his mom said I did the best interview that uh, she's ever heard of him. Say what? Ah, oh, that's amazing. Boom. So shout out to AJ's mom. Shout, shout out. out to AJ. We are going to have AJ on here in a little bit on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. He's been Doc doing- G. Yeah. Oh, can I, I was going to say, can I say something? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Thank you, Great sir. Great interviewer. Thank you, sir. I try, Thank you know? You. I try. I, I, listeners, there's one thing I do. Hmm. I try. He tries. I do. I do. I do. Uh, on Alabama Day, I give it 110%. That's mm -hmm. what happens. Mike, speaking of that. We can tell. We need to start where we start. The birthday suit. Happy Now, Mike, I'll be honest. I did not try here. So, listeners, I'm <laughs> sorry, but this is this is what happened. Let me explain what happened. Uh, I was getting ready to start the show. Uh, right before I started talking to Mike, I realized I had not actually written a write-up for this first individual. Girl, come on. So, mm. I yanked this literally right off the top of Wikipedia. Blam. So, you will notice, listeners, that this isn't my normal approach to describing <laughs> a person. So just know that's where it came from. But Mike, I think you might be able to get this one. I think. Okay. You know, it's pop culture these days. He's been in the news for some things. Uh, his wife is very famous. So here we go. Uh, born uh -huh. on December 14th, 1991 in Lawrence, Georgia. He rose to prominence as part of the rap group Migos. Hmm. Alongside his cousin Quavo and his late first cousin Takeoff. In 2017, our birthday suit wear released a collaborative album without warning along 21 Savage and record producer uh, producer Metro Boomin. The album spawned the single Rick Flair Drip, which reached the top 20 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. He would also appear on Metro Boomin's singles No Complaint with Drake 
In 2018, he was featured on the song Taste by Tyga, which marked his first top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 as a solo artist. That's a fact. And was later certified seven times platinum by the recording industry. That same year, he appeared on Kodak Black, uh, Black single ZZ, along with Travis Scott, which reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Uh, our birthday suit wear released his debut studio album, Father of Four. The album became his second album as a soloist to reach the top 10 of the Billboard 200 chart and spawned the single Clout, featuring his wife, Cardi B, which earned him a Grammy Award for the Best Rapper Performance Nomination. Name that birthday suit wear. Uh, this is so bad. I don't know. I actually you I'm, I'm know his right name. Now. I mean, I, I know th- I know the name. I'm just blanking right now. I I totally Quavo hmm. take off, and I'm trying to think of the starts with an O. Offset. 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 Yes. Offset. I actually probably wouldn't have gotten that to be honest with you. Dr. I think you would. Like I I know like I know Migos. I just don't know him that like individually. It took me a while to to, to uh, accept Migos, you know? Really? When they first came out, I was like, no, I'm not accepting you guys. You know? Mm. I was a bit of the old crotchety man. I was like, what is this? What is this? What is Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana? What is this? <laughs> Dumb. I'm not into this. You know? And then I started listening to it. I really liked the beats, you know? And then I got to know them individually as far as their styles. And I was like, these guys, they're pretty good. I like them. Yeah, they are. That's you a fact. Know? They really are. So they, they won me over, and I decided not to be an old man. I was like, don't be that old man. Don't be that dude, you know? And I'm not yeah. just saying I like them now to not be the old man. I have appreciated their music listeners. So don't think I'm trying yeah, to be great. a poser that's just liking them to not be the old man. Because trust me, listeners, <laughs> I am an old man, so it's and fine. And he owns it. Yeah, he it's fine. It. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. He is turning 31. 31 for Offset. 31. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's still married to Cardi B. You know? How long have they been married, you know? Five years. Wow. Good for them. That's awesome. Yeah, not bad, you know? I mean, no offense. Cardi B's got a lot of energy. I don't know if I can take it. Like, it's too much. Too much energy for me. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe, uh, Offset can just take that right in. You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was a really active drum fill I had there. There were extra, <laughs> extra levels to it. Uh, yeah, there were a couple. Nonetheless, happy birthday to Offset. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Mike, this is an interesting one. I was I was drawn in by this because it was pointless, uh, and that's what we love on this show. That's what we love. The, uh, Mike, the oldest pair of jeans in the world sold at auction this week. What do you think they sold for? Three million. Huh? Okay, you really made it sound loserish now. A <laughs> hundred and fourteen thousand. Mike, uh, 114000 So these were okay. pulled from a sunken trunk at an 1857 shipwreck off the coast of North Carolina. Hmm. So 
uh, I'll get to how this uh, trunk ended up in North Carolina. But they're work pants, and they're known as the oldest pair of jeans in the world. Uh, and so they are white, white jeans. So apparently really fashionable. White jeans, heavy yeah. duty. They call them heavy duty miners pants. And they've got a five button fly. I would not wear those things, man. Five buttons. No. Going to take you 17 days to take a take a whiz. Come <laughs> on. No, thank you. Anything. I did you ever have a pair of you jeans? You just like rip it that, apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did you? I did. Oh, I hated it, man. Like, H&M, I think had jeans uh they were doing the buttons for a minute. You are Maybe an H&M man, Mike. Yeah, you, I love it. I love this spot. Watch out. Watch out. But uh nonetheless, Mike, here's how this happened, right? Um they they th- this was a ship that took that wrecked. It was going from San Francisco to New York through Panama, right? So right. obviously Levi Strauss has started in uh, San Francisco, and some people think these may be some of the first ever Levi Strauss known to man, right? They think this was his deal because like nobody else was making jeans at that time. So right, there's a hypothesis that it was his. But I was more struck by the fact, Mike, that this was a ship from San Francisco to New York going through Panama. Like, you know how long that trip takes? No. Probably multiple, like a week, maybe, on a, I'm guessing. On a, on, a good, on a good trip, on a fast trip, this was a 45-day trip. Oh, geez. Yeah. Not good. 45-day trip. Now, amazingly, Mike, even still, that was four months faster than going by horse from New York to California because that took about five months, a little bit over. So you get there faster, but, like, just think about this, Mike. You're, like, 35 days into your voyage from San Francisco to New York and off the coast of North Carolina, you get rocked by a hurricane in the middle of the trip and you're just like really blam really this is one so close so like oh and the worst part you're traveling on the coast the whole time so like you can see like you could probably see the land way off in the distance and you're like oh no oh oh and the worst part i'm losing my jeans too oh Mike, I've got a, I've got this. This was an interesting one. I got drawn in by this story. Uh, uh, by, by the way, before we move on from the jeans, how rich would you have to be to waste one hundred fourteen thousand dollars on a pair of old jeans? Hmm. Hmm. Um. At least forty million in the bank. I don't. Forty you know, million checking I, account. I think I'd have to be a billionaire. I'm not interested yeah. in old jeans. You know, no, no, nope. like I need at least I maybe a, a hundred millionaire. If I was over a okay. hundred million, I'd be like, eh, yeah, it's less than a it's, it's not even close to a percent of my wealth. I'm yeah. fine with that. You know, yeah, depends so, on the presentation, too. You know, if it's if it's nice framed, I just nice wear them. Yeah, here, here are my pants, guys. You know how old these pants are? A hundred and seventy years. Yeah. That's right. That's a fact. You've never seen pants like this. Mm -hmm. Old pants. Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyways, Mike, uh, on our next story, this this is a sad story. This is just uh, this is from Daily Beast, uh, and it's from a sad author. So it's titled, Are They Really Your Friends If They Don't Read Your Work? Hmm. So uh, I'll give you a synopsis here. This author, Louise Marburg, she wrote a book, and she gave that book to a bunch of friends, and she actually signed those copies that she gave to a friend. And then a week later, she's in a used bookstore, and she finds her book in perfect condition Hmm. in the used bookstore. Wow. And it's one of the signed copies that she gave to a friend. It's got the little, you know, little note to her friend at at the front of the book. Annie, thank you so much exactly. for your support. <laughs> exactly. Talk about a gut punch right there, Mike. It's a ah, gut punch. Yeah, books are hard to write. I mean, think about that, though. They went out of their way to sell that book. So true. Like, they had true. to put effort into that. That's like that's like if I tell one of my friends to, to listen to our show and they call up Apple Podcasts and they're like, is there any way you could delete Doc G Show from my search? <laughs> and give so me that, that time I'll, back. <laughs> so I won't hear it ever, see it ever. I look up anything with a D, it's not possible to come up. Yeah. Like that's that's that. Like, mm-hmm. like think I mean just say like you write uh. a book, like uh, th- think if one of your friends wrote a book, Mike. I mean, you know, they write a book. You don't want to read it, but they give you one. What are you going to do with it? I'm just going to toss it aside. Yeah. You know? I'm going to go, oh, thanks, man. That's cool. And then I'll throw it in my house, and I won't touch it for like five years. And then I'll come by it and be like, what the f-? All right. Uh. And then I'll put it back down and not read it again, you know? <laughs> But like every this, five years, yeah, you come back to it. This person was like, "No, I need it out of my house immediately. I yeah. can't stand it. It's like when you see a roach and it crawls under something, but you can't just let it go because you know it's in your house being all roachy and gross. Yeah, so you got to keep searching for it till you get it out of your house or kill it. Her book was the roach. That's a fact. She had to get it out of her house. It was that disgusting. Like, yeah. that's depressing, Mike. Yeah, it is. It's a book. It's, it's signed. It's to you. What's, what's yeah. Her? Why not? Like, why not keep... Like, so I can yeah. I can help answer Luis's original question. No, Luis, they're not your friends. They're not. Not at all. Like, Mm-mm. that is much less than a friend. So, no. No. They definitely don't like you. Find some new friends. Yeah. Find... Get some new friends. Mike, uh, before we go to break here, got uh, important news from a TikToker, obviously. Very of important. Course. Definitely. Very important. They have gone viral, Mike. Sweet. And they have gone viral for their unusual method. That's always the case, right? It's not oh, yeah. the norm. It's the no unusual way. method. Not going to get any views. No. Of telling if your date is lying about their height on an online profile. Hmm. She's cracked the code, everybody. Wow. She knows how she can find out if they're lying or not. Katie E. Catherine is her handle. So she's Katie Katie. What a weirdo. Katie (laughs) Katie uh, figured out how uh, she took a picture of this uh, supposed uh, boyfriend or, uh, you know, 
potential boyfriend. She scans in on it, does a uh, scale drawing in the picture of the guy holding his phone, right? And measures the distance of the phone and then takes that measurement and measures it up all the way up his body, measuring the length. Now, smart. Except it's not actually accurate, right, Mike? For, first of all, in the video, it works out to be 144 centimeters tall, hmm. which is four feet seven. So, in, unless this Probably dude the height is, of a guy who lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless this dude's Frodo from Lord of the Rings, eh, probably, <laughs> probably not right. Give I or mean, take a couple inches. Few I'm inches. no, I'm no physicist, Mike. But here's <laughs> the thing: if you don't have that, if he doesn't have his phone completely perpendicular to the ground, mm-hmm. and he's not completely perpendicular to the ground, then neither of those things are anywhere close to being accurate. So mm-hmm. it goes completely out of the 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 window. So unless on his dating profile it said, "Hey." I'm 100 I'm 90 degrees away from the ground. Completely perpendicular everyone. <laughs> I don't think you said that. I think you got it wrong. Hey, Katie Catherine, you don't know what the you're talking about even though you yeah. went viral. Just to uh, let you know. Congratulations yeah, on Katie. your Congratulations on your viral virality and being yeah. lonely for the rest of your life cuz you're too super insecure. Too stuck up to go out with a four-seven dude. I'll date a four-seven dude right now. Yeah, right probably, now, Mike. Yeah, live a long time. I don't know. Huh? Where are you, Frodo? Probably some advantages. <laughs> I will date you. Anyways, Mike, we are gonna take a break. We are gonna hear from our fantastic guest, the none other, <laughs> the none other. What is that? None other than AJ Smith, right here on the Doc G Show. You hurt sometimes and sometimes you hurt me Then I defend words I don't mean We sit in silence And you start crying In all my pride I never wipe your tears That's when you call me insincere You leave me broken But I'm not hopeless Because I know that you're always And I admit that I've been wrong So baby, what are we fighting for? I've run out of ways to say that I'm so sorry It's never too late, so let's start over Are we crazy for falling back in love? How can I hold you close tonight? I can sing your favorite song you know the one by Billy Joel I swear, my dear, you'd kill me with the sigh You'd never mean to, you're too kind We all have reasons Hell, I've got my own demons You're the only one who sees my million dreams Stays by my side when I can't breathe That's why it's painful When we act so resentful Oh, but you know that you'll always be my woman 
coming until I die So baby, what are we fighting for? I've run out of ways to say that I'm so sorry It's never too late, so let's start over Are we crazy for falling back in love? Or can I hold you close tonight? I can sing your favorite song You know the one by Billy Joe We're just people And people make mistakes I know it's harder to forgive When you're still in pain Oh, but I never I never wanna make you change Remember I'm always on your side No matter who's right, let's find a way What are we fighting for? I've run out of ways to say that I'm so sorry It's never too late, so let's start over Are we crazy for falling back in love? Or can I hold you close tonight? I can sing your favorite song You know the one by Billy Joe Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Subscribe to the show. Mm -hmm. Apple Mm -hmm. Podcasts, Doc G Show. Yeah. Give us a nice rating. Leave a nice review. Amen, man. All Follow you gotta do is socials, just everything. you know, any anywhere you listen to the show, just put a little comment there like, hey, yeah. you know what? I listen to the show and I like yeah. the show. You know what? And this guy tries. That's a fact. He tries whether it's it's Tuesday or it's mm-hmm. Alabama Day. That's right. He puts it in. Okay? And Definitely does. Not in a sexual way. Ew. No. <laughs> Weird. That took a bad turn. So true. Mike, we need to thank those regulars. We do. All right, we do. here we go. Here we go. Let's shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Tom's River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California. Woo! Yes. Woo! Wow. That was fast, Mike. I was on it that time. <laughs> Man, that was like I got the right setup on the blocks as a sprinter. Yeah. And I just hit that tailwind and started mm-hmm. going. Nope. Going. Nope. Yeah. Woo. Oh, gosh. Very impressive. I'm very, I'm, I, I should go on and like one of those uh, subliminal messages, commercial type things, you know, fine prints, hire me yeah, as yeah, that yeah. dude. You'd kill me. it. Nah, I'd probably need a lot more practice. I'd have to, I, they'd have to give it to me like four weeks before. I'd have to just... Repeat it over and over and over and over and over again. Anyways, that's not my style, Mike. I walk and I I walk slow. I talk slow. That's a fact. I'm not. Yeah. I'm usually unless I get really hype about something. 
You get me really hype about something, I'll start talking a lot faster. I'm sure the okay. listeners have noticed, you know? When I get passionate about something, you know, when somebody gets me angry about a wedding, I'll start going fast. Mm-hmm. I'll start go- but don't worry, so Mike. True. We've got happy wedding news this this uh, this uh, show. Oh, yeah. that's good. AJ. AJ's getting married. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about up. it. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to him about it. It better be good. And he better not invite me. Wait, what? So, if he invites yeah. me, I'm going to be upset. Be like, no, yeah. AJ, we are friends. I'm not coming to weddings. All right? <laughs> and is, yeah. That is where I draw the line. That is where Mike knows. Mike already knows. He gets married. He's not inviting me. So he's true. Not. But I'll send a present. I, I still will. might. I'll Gosh, do yeah. You I still might send you something. son of a bee. That's going to be in Vegas most likely. Oh, come on. So, okay. Come right. on. Fine. Fine. <laughs> come you on. Know, you know what? We got to do it. I said I was going to do it with Dave. And then Dave had to leave the show. He's too busy for the show. No offense to Dave, but he's just too busy. Oh, and, then, and then and then we we never got to do the on location uh, Dave wedding show. I mm. want to I wanted to do a play by play the whole time. That's a fact, right? I wanted to bring our old co host Justin back, and we had just sat there in the corner and be like, "All right, right now, all right, Dave's coming up to the altar. He looks pretty stupid." What? I don't, I don't, don't, don't tell him, but he's looking really goofy right now. Oh, my God. He is so sweating. Look at him. He's trying to wipe the sweat off of his hands. Got to be a nervous wreck if I was him right now. <laughs> he's ruining his life. What's he doing? That's right. right. I wanted to do that, but we didn't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's probably a good decision by his wife not to let us do that. So that makes sense. Uh, hmm. Mike, we need to you know. sh- <laughs> we need to sh- <laughs> We need to shout out those semi-regulars, Mike. Are you ready? We do. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Austin, Texas, Hot Springs, California, Somerset, Ohio, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Buzo, Buzo, Romania. Hmm. Hmm. Not sure how you pronounce that. Uh, Seattle, Washington, Cologne, Germany. Cologne. What? Colonial foot soldier. Uh, Sydney, Australia, (laughs) Waldorf, Maryland. North Kingston, Rhode Island, Saratoga Springs, New York, Boston, Massachusetts. That's why Boston wins, Mike. Right there. Boston. That's why they win. So true. They Richmond, get it. Virginia, Hanover, Pennsylvania, Jakarta, Indonesia, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Jamestown, Rhode Island. Sweet. Mike, I don't want to get Spartanburg too excited, but they get two more weeks on that semi-regular. They're a regular. That would be awesome. Yeah? Yeah. I love Spartanburg. It's yeah. a great city. So true. We only have one South Carolina right now on the regular, so it'd be nice to have two. You know? Yeah. Two representing the Palmetto State. Thank you hey. for all the listens, everybody. We appreciate it. It's definitely appreciate it. Every single one. Not just one, but every single one. Every single one. Uh, Mike, miscellaneous file. Are you what ready? What do we got, Dr. G? I'm ready. Um, Mike, I don't know if you remember this, but a good while back on the show, I can't remember when it was. I was too lazy and did not have the time to go back and find it. But I said they should do a show that's the 90s show. Do you remember that? Right. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, that's a thing, Mike. Oh, yeah. 
so true. I didn't know that. Nope. It's uh, it's gonna be on Netflix. No, not yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, it's gonna be on Netflix. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's now, right now. Yeah, it, well, it's coming out, uh, the, the pilot's coming out in January. Oh, in January. okay. They're advertising it now. Gotcha. Now, I gotcha. don't think, Mike, I don't think uh, I said this before October uh, 2021. I, I think it was more recent than that when I said it. So true. I can't remember, though. I'm going to have yeah. to go back and find it. But apparently, October 2021 was when uh, this idea was born uh, at uh, Carsey Werner Company. So... Hmm. Mike, I want to come on the show and say, 100% honesty, I didn't know this was in the works. I thought this was my own idea. I was not encroaching on their creativity. That's a fact. This was my idea. Now, granted, obviously, um, it's a fairly obvious idea, and that's why on the show, (laughs) I said this is a fairly obvious idea, but I'm excited to see if they up or if they do a good job, you know? Yeah, me too. I wonder who's coming back. They, uh, from what I could see, from what I could tell. A couple of them definitely aren't. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, a one, uh, there's one that has some criminal issues, and there's, yeah, uh, a, little... there's a couple of folks that have some uh, not alive issues, or at least one I can mm-hmm. think of. Um, yeah. Regardless, Mike, I do know, like, I think all of, like, the actual original crew, with the exception of uh, Red and Kitty are not coming back like they're just doing like cameos like they're coming in okay. every now and then and doing things because it all right. it's all around um their daughter so it's supposed to be around um what's his name um eric eric's uh, daughter right yeah. yeah okay so anyways we'll see how it goes uh yeah, we'll see. and i want you to know I wasn't trying to be some kind of uh, turd bag that was ripping off an idea that already happened, okay? It just so happened that they had the same idea because it's an obvious idea, okay? So Yeah, but just, also probably because a listener gave the idea at a pitch and well, uh, was like... I mean, I don't, don't worry, listeners. I will go back and find when it was, and if it is before October 21st or October 2021, <clears throat> we are going to bring it up constantly that that is our show. Yeah, um, that's a fact. Just like Tom Brady is our best friend, we will constantly bring it up. It will happen, Mike. What you mean, facts? Yeah, that's true. One hundred percent facts. Facts. <laughs> this is my truth, Mike. This is my truth. Lame. Um, Mike. One other thing. I was getting my jam on the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to some seventies jams. Ah, the best. And uh, I uh, I came across the old uh, tune uh, Jolene. You ever listen to Jolene by Dolly Parton? Oh, yeah. It's a jam. You yeah, know, it is. You know that song? Uh, for the listeners that don't know the song, let me just give you a little bit of the lines here. Uh, your beauty is beyond compare with uh, flaming locks of auburn hair, with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Jolene, 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 I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Uh, those are the lyrics, Mike. That's how she sings it, too. Exactly. So true. (laughs) It's a very poetry-esque delivery. Uh, but my, my thing was, I was sitting there, and, and maybe I'm doing, maybe I'm thinking about this a little too literally, but, uh, I started thinking, I was like, who, 
Who's this Jolene? Who's who's taking a man away from 1974 Dolly Parton? Hmm. Like, she's a stone-cold fox. Are you kidding me? What yeah, is she's been killing it since day one. What is this Jolene character? I can tell you, she's not beating out Dolly Parton. Nope. That's for sure. No way. And I mean... Even Dolly's uh, description isn't really selling me on this Jolene character beating out Dolly Parton. I mean, when you hear that, right? Like, I mean, it, sure, it rhymes and stuff, but ivory skin, eyes of emerald green, your smile is like a breath of spring. She sounds like a group of adjectives to describe a bar of soap, not a hot lady. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. I need something that's tangible with my yeah. lady. Come on. Yeah. So the person sounds refreshing. Yeah, she's not. She, I'm not. I'm not like she says in the song. I'm not going to be saying her name in my sleep. That's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. DP. No. I might say DP in my sleep. That might happen. Yeah. You know. I mean, especially if DP's singing "I Will Always Love You" to me. Come on now. That that'll touch your heartstrings right there. Oh yeah. That'll get in there. Me. It'll ruminate. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm not buying it. It's hard to buy. I was, I was sort of wondering in 1974 how many people were buying it. Like, oh, that poor Dolly Parton. That, that sexy Jolene came through and just took all of her dudes. I don't know. Don't buy it. Anyways, yeah. Mike, we are going to take a break, but we will be right back with none other than A.J. Smith right here on the Doc G Show. We're all going to die. We just don't know. So effing tired of just surviving all the time I wanna scream into the night I'm alive, I'm alive God, I'm so bored cause every Well, I'm 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super happy to be welcoming returning guest, Mr. AJ Smith, on the show again. AJ, how's it going? Oh, good. How's it? Uh, how's it down there, man? You know, can't complain. As long as I'm warm for the winter, I'm happy. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing that's a little bit of a change for you because uh, last time we talked, you were getting ready to move to Nashville. You're yeah. in Nashville now, um, which is definitely warmer than New York. But I will say, not as bad as Jacksonville, though. <laughs> no, I, I will say, and I, I want to say I brought this up on the show for listeners before, but I had friends that were playing on Broadway, and I was driving through uh, Nashville one year, and I went to go see them play, and it was on a rooftop. In Broadway, uh. and it was—I mean, it wasn't cold, but it wasn't warm for me. It was like you know, it was like fifty. Sweatshirt <laughs> weather, yeah. Yeah, and and oh my god, after like forty minutes, I was freezing, and I was just like, ah. And then in the middle of this, a dude walks up beside me in a tank top, sweating, and I was like, what? What? And he's like, he's like, are you? Oh, are you cold? And I was like, yeah. He's like. Where are you from? I was like, Florida. He's like, that's it. I'm Wisconsin. <laughs> Loving this weather. And I was like, that, that would make sense. Yes. Wisco- Wisconsinites it. love it. Wisconsinites love the Nashville weather. But how's Music City treated you? Music City's been awesome. It's it's really been incredible. Um, the last year has, a lot has happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. Really, really cool. So, so I mean, it seems like a, a little bit of a logistics nightmare. So, any listener that hasn't uh, heard our interview with AJ, that was two years ago. It was in July of 2020, so sort of like the the height of the pandemic. Uh, and, like, that was about the time. It was literally a couple of weeks before you moved to Nashville. It seems like a logistics nightmare uh, in a in a pandemic. Um, but overall, I mean, now that things have sort of opened up, now that you we've sort of tor- turned the corner, how's the city changed for you since then? Oh, I mean, it's just been so amazing. You know, the music community in Nashville is unlike anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody eats, breathes music here, so. You're up, and it, I mean, they really treat it like a job, and you know what it is. You know, we're all small business owners, all of us musicians, artists, and songwriters, and creators, yeah. you know? Um, and they, they treat it that way here, as opposed to, you know, it's like the side hustle, yeah. and just the dream that um, you have while doing your real job. This is the real job here, yeah, which is super. Um, and I think it's been transformational for me. You know, I went from... Uh, having some pretty cool stuff going on before, you know, and during COVID, I guess, but then uh, to now having charted at alt radio and having crossed a lot of other milestones and um, touring again, which, you know, all of my touring, like, I guess, progress was completely cut off at the knees yeah. um, by the pandemic. But now we're kind of building it back, which is super exciting. Nice, nice. Now, do you ever, uh, you know, do you ever find yourself doing anything very t- 
Tennessean now that you live there? Is there anything that you were like, oh, this is, I didn't see myself doing this. Is there any of those things that you do now? Oh man. I mean, I have a, I have a buddy of mine who he, he moved down with his wife and, uh, they joke his friends started calling him Tennessee Joe because uh he's like had to kill a couple of snakes now after living <laughs> in the city and like that kind of thing but you know like my grandparents live on a farm in Maryland you know I I was born in Colorado so like you know the Smokies don't count as mountains to me you know so I'm like rolling rolling hills rolling hills you know I guess the only sort of southern thing that's changed and my mom's from like richmond virginia mm. you know so the only thing that's maybe kind of caught on for me is uh buying some good boots <laughs> like or you know uh i mean my barbecue game was already pretty strong um but it's it's now i live right across the street from like the best barbecue smoking joint in uh which one in nashville Ringles smoking away. So he is oh. the same guy that opened Peg Leg Porker. Um, and they, he was like, I'm never going to open another. This is my only spot. And then he finally ended up buying this old gas station and turning it into uh, this really amazing, like, mixed outdoor indoor it's, and it's his smoking oasis and it's amazing well I, I was is i was literally headed there next as far as my my question i was gonna ask now that you are a local yokel of of nashville if i ask you where i should eat in nashville is that is that where you're telling me or are there some other places oh man i got a list <laughs> i have such a list but that's that's definitely up there I mean, they have, I, I kid you not, they have this like pastrami cut mm. that they do. It's so good. I mean, everything there is incredible. Um, and then, so that's like all barbecue joints. I would probably recommend that. Um, I guess, I guess it depends what you're in the mood for. I mean, like I, I'm even, my birthday's coming up next week. And so we're going to go and, and do some activities and everything like that. I mean, there's, there's just some fun bars, some fun, fun stuff going on. Like you can do pinball and duck pin bowling and arcade games while drinking like from an option of 60 different beers on tap you know it's, it's a good time nice nice now where where uh where does that go down uh so that that place in particular is called pins mechanical mm. and they do something where they they don't serve food but they have different food trucks that come up every night of the week which is pretty cool always good. um and i love a good food truck and uh, that's that's in a neighborhood called the Gulch, okay. which is uh, popping. That's, yeah. that's a fun. Well, I mean, you know, you, you said you said it, they're they're all about music in Nashville, which is uh, obviously a thousand percent true. But it's also, I I like to say, I mean, it food ranks right up there behind behind music. Like that's they take it serious, and there's a whole. I mean, it's. It's hard to be successful too. You got to be a good chef to be successful in Nashville, man. It's uh, it's impressive. But yeah, on the music side, we left off. You had just released Billy Joel, um, mm. great song, basically a song. I'll, I'll give a synopsis again for the listeners. If you want the more detailed, go back to the the original interview we did with AJ. But basically, a song about when you fight with your girlfriend, now fiance which we'll get to in a little bit as well. You make it better by by singing her favorite song by Billy Joel. Now, it was doing pretty well when we 
last talk to you, but it, it's it's success. You know, it's it's got better and better uh, over the last two years. And this summer, you actually got to meet Billy Joel. He had tweeted it when we talked to you. Like, his, his people and him had tweeted it out. But this summer, after one of his concerts at MSG, you got to meet him, which obviously is awesome. Yeah. Take, take, take me through sort of that process, that night, as far as going to the concert uh, and then meeting Billy Joel. Yeah, it was pretty epic. You know, I think uh, I'm trying to remember exactly... I think he was performing at some festival in my uh, future in-laws hometown. So I had just written him an email like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually going to be in town for that. This would be great to um, finally connect. Um, yeah. Just cause you know, I've been in Nashville this whole time ever since that happened. Um, and so that particular show, he like wasn't in control of, it was like a fundraiser type, you know, private town thing. So He's like, you know, I'll, let's do one better. Let's not try to meet at that because I'm going to be in and out. And then um, pick a date at MSG and just come. And I was like, all right, that sounds epic. Let's Fine. do it. Fine. <sighs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so then I, I got to go down backstage at the garden. Um, and, you know, there's a the insecure part of me that is like not believing in myself sometimes is like this guy doesn't actually it's just his people that I've been talking to this whole time it hasn't actually been Billy he doesn't actually know who I am he doesn't know anything about the song it's yeah. just his publicist right? and they're gonna have him come in for a quick photo op he'll say hi and then leave who are you and that's again? what I was about. yeah exactly and and so then he like comes in and we're talking and it like still I'm kind of like not believing even though he's like hey yeah and like we're like talking and everything like that but then when it finally sunk in and clicked for me was when he goes, Hey, Brian, this is my, like, I think it was Brian. This is my sound guy of like 40 years or something like that. And, um, he's like, Hey, Brian, this is that kid, AJ Smith. I was telling you about And he's like, from the song. And he's like, yeah, from the song. And I'm like, Oh, okay. This is real. <laughs> I like, You've been you telling know who I am. You've been Please. telling people about me, Billy. Really? Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, so that was that was really cool. And uh, and my fiance said to him like, "Hey, do you have any advice um, for AJ?" And he goes, "Well, you know, your music's really good. Uh, you just gotta gotta keep with it." And I was like, "Well, you know," and he goes, "Just don't die. You just gotta." <laughs> got to keep up there's too many young kids that go out and they, they do stupid things and then they don't die you just gotta outlast it and persevere and eventually you'll make it you were like all right i don't know if that's completely in my control but i'll try that's <laughs> I'll tr yep. try my hardest well that's ah i mean that's 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 awesome i mean i'm guessing your in-laws were extremely jealous considering how big of billy joel fans they are yeah yeah i unfortunately it was kind of like my my fiance's mom has been having some health issues so mm. like the pandemic not over for mm. uh them basically you know as a result yeah um um which makes going to big public things like that and being around lots of people pretty risky which yeah which sucks so that i couldn't bring them along um 
but I, I did get to bring my fiance, which was awesome. And then obviously my manager and, and team were there with me too. And we brought on other friends, which was, which was a good time. Very nice. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing just because of the background, um, and the song and everything like that, I'm guessing, was it, where where did it stack uh, relative to uh, to opening for the Eagles back in the day? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I got to say, it's, it's definitely a top five moment of my life. Okay. Okay. Um, there's nothing like being in front of a crowd. Though. Getting to play, yeah. 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 Very nice. Very nice. Well, now, as I mentioned, you wrote Billy Joel for your girlfriend or about making up with your girlfriend who you are engaged to. So congratulations. When, now, when did this exactly happen? This, it happened this year, right? Uh, I guess technically last year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And, and just and, uh, decided to, it was time. It was time. And we're getting married in July, mm, nice. uh, which will be exciting. And, uh, we're getting married in Italy. Wow. Very nice, exotic locale. What part of Italy? Uh, in the northern part, so it's uh, Lake Garda, which is the less expensive Lake Como. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and to, in my opinion, you know, we visited both. Uh, we went out there just for kind of a trip, and we were like, you know, this is it's less touristy, it's cleaner, the mountains are even a little bit bigger. You know, it's it's beautiful, and um, a big part of it too is. The destination, other than the cost of getting over there, um, you know, at my sister's wedding, I barely got to spend time with my sister. There mm. were 150 people there. Um, doing something like this, it kind of allows you to have a smaller guest list without people being, have their feelings hurt. Yeah. Or just, you know, you still invite them and they, they just don't make the trip, which is, we still love you, you yeah. know. Uh, but then it means that we get to have more meaningful and that's a big trend now is the destination wedding because you get to have a smaller yet more meaningful interaction with all the people that are there. I'm all for it. Honestly, I'm, I'm all for making a just a, a core group. As listeners know, I'm not the biggest fan of weddings. So if you're going to have weddings, make it meaningful with the people that actually want to be there. Like that's what it's supposed to be about. So, you know. Definitely, I'm, I'm on board, and I love, I mean, who doesn't love Italian food? But uh, especially northern Italian food, I always call it the, the soul food of Italy. It's just, ah, uh, it's the best. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. And I'm guess I mean, I'm guessing that's got to be, that's got to be a feature of the wedding, is you're going to have some. Oh, yeah, okay. 110%. No. I mean, you know, it's, like we basically, I mean, she's Italian, so that's also another part of that backstory you know italian american and yeah um yeah i mean we went over we tried like one caterer and we were like soul this is incredible <laughs> this is the best food i've ever had in my life done you know what uh, just for this this is all we need this is this is it <laughs> we can actually just have this on a picnic bench that's fine <laughs> although you know what the weird request that we had because you know it's it's interesting being a musician and then getting married and then you know people are like are you doing a dj or a band and i'm like well we have to do a band yeah you know i, I gotta support live musicians but then our um our one weird request of the band because there's going to be so many like award-winning musicians at this wedding 
um, you have to be okay with us playing your instruments. Nice. After, nice. Like, we're we're going to do like a karaoke thing, but like. Hey, you got to be okay it, with that. Yeah. Like, you can take a couple songs off. We got it. You know. I was, I was yeah. about to say, I mean, let's be honest. They're working musicians. These guys might not even, I mean, they'll be happy about doing a wedding, but at the same time, they'll be happy with a break. What? You wanted to play yeah. some? Okay, yeah, sounds good. Well <laughs> just just give us just give us the cue. We'll be back up whenever you're finished. And now I didn't know this actually. I was really surprised. Uh you guys, you and your fiance met on Bumble. Yeah. That's 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 wild. So you're telling me actual meaningful relationships can happen on Bumble. That's awesome. I didn't know that's I mean Take me, take me. Th- how long was it into the relationship that you realized that it was a serious relationship? Was it around the time that uh, her family quizzed you on Billy Joel? Was that or before? Um, I mean, I think I think I realized pretty early on. Oh, that like even before we actually got together in person. Like, wow. Oh, this is somebody that I'm really vibing with. Yeah. Uh, and I think after and at the time I was actually kind of traveling and touring and um out of my parents house in the dc area mm-hmm. um i subletted my new york apartment um and she was living in new york mm-hmm. uh and then it was sort of like i would go back and forth to visit or you know i would have sessions or anything like that and yeah. so i would plan my sessions and rehearsals around when i could see her um and i think by the second time up Honestly, even after the first time up, I think I like deleted the app off of my phone um, by the end of the trip. You know, yeah, because I don't need to talk to anybody else. I wow, yeah, like right, baby. <laughs> a, a, a super cool thing about uh, your fiance. About a year ago, she made her debut in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. There, um, yep. Now that music play, that musical is it, it's crazy. It's one of those little cosmic links between because that that was the musical that sort of made you decide like i gotta i gotta do live performance i gotta be in this music thing and that was her first musical theater position was on a a version of west side story too so getting to do that for her like and you being a you know getting to see it all go down how amazing was it seeing all that come together? Oh, unreal. Absolutely unreal. And um, I mean, even just getting to watch her watch the movie on the big screen for the first time. Yeah. Well, I guess technically she had seen it already at the cast only screening that I couldn't go to. Um, but, <laughs> you know, just still getting to be in the theater and watch her watch it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and. I organized a sort of like red carpet thing at our local theater here as well for all of our friends to go to. Nice. Um, support her and see it. And, and it's, I mean, it's such a beautiful story that's really, I think the movie didn't, you know, with the pandemic and everything like that, it didn't get as much attention as I think it should have um, yeah. in terms of box office and everything like that because it's, it's absolutely spectacular. Nice. Um, and, and the story rings true for both of us in like a weird way as well. You know, she's, um, you know, her, her parents immigrated from Italy. My grandmother immigrated from Cuba, uh, you know, not Puerto Rico, but you know, um, there's, there's just a lot of interesting similarities and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. 
Very nice. I I heard her mention how when she was auditioning for the part, uh, Steven Spielberg was there. Uh, you know, in in the second go round, and she's auditioning. She she finishes doing the audition, and she tells him that it's honor meeting him and doing the audition. And he says, "Oh, we'll be meeting again." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's such a dope line, man! <laughs> nice, yeah. That's why yeah. Steven Spielberg. That's cool." I- Spielberg, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, It's impressive, man. Well, now, I mean, you guys have been together for six years? Yeah, six years. Yeah, now, having uh, a partner that that is in entertainment, that knows singing, obviously, that knows music, that knows just showmanship, everything else— I'm guessing it seems like it's 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 a positive to have that other person there. How do, how does that work for you guys? Yeah, I mean it's amazing. You know, I think um, sometimes the concern or worry that people would have is that we'd be competitive with each other instead of supportive of of one another. But we're extremely supportive. Um, you know, I I do all the I'm on the other side of the camera for all of her self tape auditions that she's sending in. You know. Yeah. She's in front of the camera for all of my music videos with me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, just as with couples, like you get into little uh, creative differences on ideas and everything like that. And it can be simultaneously the most frustrating and most incredible experience ever when you're working with your partner. Yeah. Um, but I find that it's 95% of the time <laughs> or 99% of the time, it's just pure joy. Um, and, and I'm just so grateful to have a partner like her and it's, uh, it's really awesome. Now off the top of your head, can you think of any of those times where you had a creative difference and what she saw as being correct turned out to be a really good idea and you were like, that was a great idea. I totally screwed up. Uh, I mean, probably a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> I think, so for example, we were on... Uh, and, and a conversation that I had to have with her as well is like, um, and you know, I'm trying to have with everybody on my team, Mm -hmm. um, is when I'm in the middle of shooting a music video and we've got a shot list or we, or even if we don't, and we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, I'm trying to juggle 15 things in my head at once. I'm trying to juggle what shots do we need to get, uh, along with making sure that we get the performance shots along with is everybody here that's donating their time and energy in terms of extras. Are they fed? Do they know what to do? Um, how are we on time? Yeah. And is the, like, you know, cause I paid to reserve the space that we're filming in. Um, and I'm trying to juggle all of that along with, um, you know, is the product going to be good? Uh, all and, how's my performance and then I have to go and be on camera yeah um and how am I doing as an actor um in all of and so it can just be like a lot and so sometimes I might not be receptive to to new information coming in and that doesn't mean that it's not a great idea it just might mean that I would prefer to get that information in in pre-production yeah and then on production I'm going to do my best and that's all that I can promise is that I'm I'm going to make I have to make a snap decision because there's just not enough time in the shoot. Right. Uh, 
and I could be wrong, and we have to be okay with that. Like, um, that might change when you have yeah. when you have millions of dollars and more time to do these things, right? When when you get the big budgets and you got days and days on it, then you might be able to sit there and have a little bit of a, l- a little bit of discussions in between. But when the time crunch is there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes yeah, sense. I, I, still, I still do my best, though, to kind of listen and when somebody has an idea, not shut it down right away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I'm in the middle of trying to communicate my vision mm-hmm. and what I have. And if we're not getting what I want yet, it's hard sometimes to be like, okay, let's try something completely different from what I want when we haven't gotten what I want yet. Right. If we've already gotten what I want, sure, let's try to beat it. Let's do something different. Let's be, be better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes it. Well, let's, let's talk about some of those uh, decisions you made uh, career wise been phenomenal uh, for 2022. Um, I mean, just looking at the Spotify numbers, uh, you had a, a 750% increase in streams from 2021 to 2022, uh, that's nice. Uh, you had your first song cross over a million streams on Spotify. It, it, it's fastly moving to two million. Obviously, streams don't mean everything, but it, it's it's got to feel pretty good that people are listening. Yeah, it feels <laughs> great. I mean, it more than anything, it just means that for all these years I've been writing and creating and trying and trying. Yeah. Um, but not connecting mm-hmm. necessarily at this magnitude yet. And I still have, yeah, I still feel like I'm only 2% of the way there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Nice. nice. Oh, and now I took a look, uh, at the, the top five listening locations and right now, number one, London, Great Britain. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there going to be a United Kingdom AJ Smith tour anytime in 2023? I would absolutely love that. Um, we're actually kind of trying to maybe see if we can make some things happen. I mean, also Germany's another um, big one as well. Yeah. Uh, got. I mean, heck, there's Australia. Yeah. I've got a bunch of listeners in Australia, actually. Yeah. And I would love. To hop over there as well we were just watching finally getting caught up on rings of power mm. uh and uh my fiance was like gosh where did they film this it's so beautiful i'm like new zealand we gotta go we have to go there so, you go just get a little bit more lessons in new zealand make it worth your while do a little tour then it's a write-off yeah <laughs> exactly exactly i mean I, I'm I'm always impressed. There's always, you know, it, it varies from artist to artist, but I'm always interested in how some artists, for whatever reason, connect in the United Kingdom, uh, and it just instantly, they get it. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what's in the music. I don't know how that works. I don't know what the algorithm is, but it's just, it's always, it's, I mean, does it, it does it surprise you? Obviously, you've never been there. Does it surprise you when you're like, wow, I've never played a gig in London and, and, and that's my highest, my highest listening area? Um, a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we've, there's some really cool ways 
for independent artists to reach new people. And I've had several radio stations actually do Zoom interviews with me from the UK. Nice. And one of those sites, you know, so if there's any, you know, dreaming musicians that are listening, um, is a site called Muso Soup. And you can basically submit for blogs and everything like that. It's sort of like a submit hub if anybody's familiar with them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of European uh, blogs and radio stations and everything like that. And so you can get them to hear your music and then they can share it with their listeners. And um, I've it's been really interesting to see the level of stickiness of a user or a listener um, yeah. in the UK, uh, in Europe. Um they have a higher save rate. They're dedicated. Which, yeah, you know, on, on a song, which is which is pretty wild. It's it's really really cool. They definitely. Where's Nashville? It's I, not even on. I don't even see Nashville as my top fifty city. Come on, hometown. <laughs> what are you doing? Jeez, that's. But I I do I've I've noticed that a lot with a lot of artists that when you talk Europe. They have a love and appreciation and a dedication to the artists that are there. And once they sort of make a connection with a song, it's like, all right, I'm supporting this yeah. person. I want to support this person. We're here for this person, you know, and uh, it's impressive. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the, the AJ love keeps keeps growing from uh, from Europe. Speaking of that, along with the streaming numbers, you also uh, got to be on kelly clarkson this past april which always nice that's a you know that's a good time you actually had it never turned down a national tv appearance <laughs> you know if you can make it if you can pencil it in try to i mean how how were the nerves for that that performance because that wasn't that wasn't in front of a live studio right that you did for the show it was a pre yeah, yeah it was it was a pre so uh nerves were fine honestly i was mostly stressed because i was sick mm. and i was like Gosh, I hope and like that was the shoot day. Yeah, you know they. Uh, so, I um I was just stressed that I wouldn't sound as good as I usually do. Yeah, uh, but you know that it is what it is. Do, 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 <laughs> would, have you have you gone back and listened to the tape as far as and do you say, ah oh, man, I could have sound better. <laughs> you know, I I hesitate to say because. I've gotten so many people that have come to my music because of that. Yeah. And, you know, I've said that they love the performance and everything like yeah. that. And I don't want to sound like a self-hating kind of whatever. Um, you can always be critical. All, all that I will say is my live shows are a hundred times better than that. There we go. Uh, <laughs> put, 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 it, put it out there. That's true. I can see for all the Friends fans out there uh, when Phoebe had a cold and she was uh, she was performing with her cold, she decided that it made her better. Who knows? Maybe that's what some of the people were like, digging this. I'm digging this cold <laughs> going on right now. Now, the song that took you over a million and is now over one and a half million we're all gonna die. It came out uh, <laughs> always so blunt. The the title. <laughs> it came out less than six months ago, and uh, I, I couldn't help but notice. And I might just be connecting things that totally weren't there. But about around the end of 2021, you had a post on Instagram where you said you were going through some things, some existential things 
something to do with your birthday. And I couldn't help but notice, but half a year later was when the song We're All Gonna Die came out. And when I think of things going through and working through, especially on the existential side, that song sort of, uh, it seems like to me, was that a product of you working through those feelings in your in your songs or no? Uh, yeah, partially. Um, I, I had a bit of a, you know, it's, it's wild. It's, it's really interesting even sitting here and reflecting back on this year and the amount of growth, you know, 750% increase in streaming and, and everything like that, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning of the year, I was at the lowest point that I think I've ever been from a mental health standpoint. Mm. Uh, and I went through an extreme crisis and, you know, I, I don't talk, fully about all of that um but it wasn't good yeah uh and as a result of that yeah you know i think i came through that and um it's weird having gotten through a very dark moment i had a new appreciation for life yeah after making it um yeah and yeah, and so then as sort of a reclaiming my power over my own mortality Yeah, uh, and those thoughts, I uh, I wrote that song and it connected. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people feel that way at any given moment, you know? Um, and yeah, the existential dread is real and... Maybe it's in small ways. Maybe it's only in the, oh, the world is coming to an end, which is a very real feeling. And then maybe it's more interpersonal uh, and, you know, dealing with dark thoughts and everything like that or or actually taking actions and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, it connected with a lot of people, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I I think, honestly, when you look at the song, it's like you said, there's a lot of folks that feel that. And I think, think, you know, I I think if anybody said they hadn't felt that way at some point, they'd be lying to themselves or to you if they said it, you know? I mean, I, I think that's one of those things. And to look at it on a positive way like that, you know, is, is I, I mean, obviously, I think we all have to sort of look at it positively like that and accept it that way and understand let's make the most of it you know obviously a lot of people agree with it because a lot of people are listening to it so you know it's uh, i think it's i think it's a good message and i think you know i saw i saw a change just from looking from the outside as far as your your post and everything and whatnot with that sort of a liberation if you will when you started that and 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 feeling uh, taking a turn turning out of that place where you were yeah no i I, that's very observant and uh yeah thank you for noticing and paying attention and i think the the most incredible thing about this song is the number of people who came up to me and um or you know through social media reached out or Mm -hmm. anything like that they might have been diagnosed with a terminal illness mm. or they had just lost um, a family member or a friend or something like that and um, 
similar to me reclaiming my own power and through this song they were doing the same and they were telling me about how grateful that how they like it was let's say the taboo thing we're all gonna die we have no idea when mm -hmm. so let's make the most of the time that we got left and um yeah it was it was pretty magical and it, it's still going which is for incredible sure. for sure it's 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 still i mean thousands thousands of streams daily and uh, and the message is there sometimes you just got to remind yourself got to remind yourself and, and and go for it do what you can in the time that you have um, and one of the things you've done in the time that you had, you released more music, uh, lighter topic, Christmas. So you've got uh, unorthodox Christmas. Um, now, in general, would you consider yourself a Christmas music guy? I love Christmas music. Um, I, so the reason that I call it unorthodox Christmas... Uh, the tune selection. The, the tunes that yeah. are on there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, the you know the first song on there is I got an interpolation cleared from of Jingle Bell Rock, which mm -hmm. for people that don't know what that is, I mean you hear interpolations all the time. If you ever hear a song that it sounds kind of like another song, close or the yeah. so actually uses a part of that song but not in full, that's an interpolation, um, or it's a court case waiting to happen. Yes, um, <laughs> and. And so I, I got that cleared and I rewrote new lyrics to Jingle Bell Rock for a verse and like new melodies and everything like that. And about and that whole song is about bringing in, um, you know, adding some flair to the old traditions and making them new for the next generation mm -hmm. and everything like that. Having grandmas dancing just as much as the next generation, which mm -hmm. is super cool. And then I wrote uh, a steamy, 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 spicy a uh, holiday song because statistically there's a lot there's more like August and September babies than anything else which you know count backwards uh, <laughs> and, and uh, that means th this time of year is there's not really any songs for for, for those um, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta fire it up you gotta have something there AJ's here to give you some auditory stimulation for that time <laughs> yeah for your family planning sessions <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and then the last song uh, i wrote for my grandfather who uh just passed in october um mm. and it's it's a heavy song and it's, yeah. it's sad but you know i guess that's why i called it unorthodox christmas is because it there's a little bit of something for everybody and uh I, I I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I would consider myself not a Christmas music guy. You know, I'm the guy when I'm going through XM Satellite and they put up the new Christmas stations. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Uh, go through it. Well, is that because it's just always the same 20 yeah. songs? Yeah. It's the new songs. It's just, I don't, usually it starts too early and it's like, you know, in November and I'm like, hey, easy. We got I've got four yep. weeks. Come on now. We don't need to be here yet. So, you know, the moving away from the tradition, uh, you know, getting getting a spicy song in there. I enjoy getting a spicy song in there. I mean, now when you created Naughty, was that just like from the get-go? Was that your eye? Did you see that statistic and were like, yeah. Yeah, I need to make that. Or was it like, did you have a melody in your head and you were like, you know what this could do? I, I had the melody in my head. Uh, my dog is just like 
needing attention. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had I had the melody in my head, and I I just thought it would be really funny, and I uh, I was talking to my fiance about it. I was like, what What do you think if I like wrote uh, just a steamy, steamy uh, holiday song? Yeah. Um, and then I, it ended up flushing itself out, I, mostly with me just sitting at the piano, coming up with what I thought were family-friendly yet hilarious lyrics that only the adults would understand. Got, gotta ride um, the fence. Ride the fence. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not overly gratuitous in it. Yeah. Um, Got some innuendos. Yeah. Uh, it's all, uh, yeah. How, how, did, <laughs> how did she think it came out? She loves it. All right. It's, uh, she really loves it. Very nice. Very nice. It's a fantastic... My, my mom, actually, my parents love it. And my mom goes, oh, there's going to be a population explosion after this song. I'm like, oh, God. And you're like, you're, and my dad, you're like mom, uh, don't love it too much. You're going to make me have to go to therapy. It's going to come... <laughs> let's keep keep your love of the song to an appreciable <laughs> minimum. That's what I need. That's what I need. Um, true. <laughs> my, my dad, it's interesting because, you know, my dad and I are now becoming like adult friends. Yeah. Right? Instead of just like father, son. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he'll, oh gosh, it's terrible though. Sometimes. Oh, no. I'm like, dad. Because he'll just, in the song, I have this, the bridge, it's super fun. And I'm, I use the, I use fa la 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 as an end. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad will even just kind of go, wonder if I'll get any follow up. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. That's, Please, for the love of God. That's, that's where you got to tell him, Dad, we are keeping this a father-son relationship at this point. Yep. This is where we are yep. not crossing that bridge. That is not, don't ruin my Christmas this way, Dad. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic! Uh, it is, it is great, uh, listeners. You need to go check out the three songs that AJ has released. He released them just ten, just ten days ago. Uh, they're fantastic. Naughty's already up to ten thousand streams. Fantastic song and uh, Jingle Bell Rock. That's a, it, it's a fun one. Got the rock guitars in there. You feel it. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's different enough, but at the same time. Enough in there for, like you said, the 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 traditionalists that want to hear something Christmassy. The last song there, Last Christmas, um, it it is heavy, but it's it's a good song. It's 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 super well made and a fantastic trio for all Christmas lovers. Thank you so much. Literally Christmas lovers. Um, now, <laughs> uh, AJ, it has been fantastic catching up with you, man. Dude, it's been. Awesome. Uh, let's not wait two years to do it again. Gonna try. Gonna try. We're gonna have it. 2023, hopefully, will be fantastic for both of us. I know it'll be great for you. You've got a show coming up in Atlanta already scheduled at Eddie's Attic there, January 26th. So for any of our Georgia listeners, head on up. Make sure you get there. And, of course, listeners, you can check out all things A.J. Smith at his website, ajsmithmusic.com. You can follow him on all social medias. A great follow, uh, great things on there. Uh, right now, let's take a listen to Naughty right here on the Doc G Show.
days, maybe one too many hot toddies Or just the smoke in the room from your hot body The way you whisper in my name under the mistletoe Send shivers through my fingers like I'm made of snow You play my heart like a hop, like I'm your new toy Calling me your bad boy I'm feeling the doc g show you just heard a j smith with his newest song there a little little naughty naughty christmas mike so true not the normal man he's getting he's getting sexy time sexy time for christmas you know it's a good christmas yeah i don't think i've ever had one of those nope yeah never happens then again, I've never had a sexy time any time of the year, so you know, it's an anti-sexy time. But Mike, what do you, what do you think we did uh, uh, while we were listening to that song? We looked up food. That's oh, we what we looked up. Uh, yes. And not surprisingly, we talked a couple things about food, Mike. First of all, me and AJ, congratulations once again to him and his fiance for getting married. Fantastic. Yeah. Not my cup of tea, but great. Great on them, man. And they're getting they're yeah. getting married. Northern Italy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It sounds nice. Oh man. And yeah. water. I mean, that's so nice. Almost makes me want to go. You know? Yeah. Almost makes me want to go. I don't know though. Almost. 
Uh, you know, <laughs> it's like we were talking about before we came on the air, though. Then I got to get on the plane. That's a fact. There's all these sicky germies in there. I'm just going to be sitting yeah. there like, oh, God, you're you're infiltrating me with your diseases, people. Ah. Yeah. Do I, sa- Italy's a long do I sound too. like an old crazy hermit? Because I am one. Yeah. No. I- <laughs> uh, well, okay, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but, Mike, I consider northern Italy food the soul food of Italy. Yeah, why do you say that? What does that mean? Because because when you talk about uh when you talk about southern Italy food, that's always uh th- th- that's always like the Mediterranean stuff. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's like the that's like the light stuff. You know, you get you get mm-hmm. the fish, you get the light pastas, you get the the aromatics and the and the fruits and the vegetables. But then when you go to northern yeah. Italy, that's where you get the heavy That's where you get the mm. stuff that sticks to your ribs, man. Yeah. That's okay. that's where wow. lasagna's from. That's Ah, lasagna. Yeah, you get the you get the fontina, the fontina cheese and you get the raviolis oh, yeah. and just all the oh, delicious stuff, Mike. Raviolis. Mm, holy cannolis. Yeah, I love raviolis. You know? Oh, my gosh. They got cannolis in Northern Italy? I just said Is it because a... it rhymes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I always, I always wonder. I don't, I've know. never hunted down. Because you know me, I'm not, a, I'm not a super dessert man, so I've never hunted down. Um, I've never hunted down where Origin cannolis stories. are from. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, Mike, but uh, one other thing. He brought up um, Bringle <laughs> Smoking Oasis. Looked at yeah, that place looks awesome. I mean, here's the thing, listeners. This Bringle Smoking Great Oasis, uh, they just they just give you one name. Like they don't give you any descriptions. That's it. <clears throat> Street corn. Yeah. Cowboy beans. Turnip greens. By the way, these are all sides. Uh, that's not their main dorses. Uh, Thin cut glazed bacon. I didn't see that on the first round, Mike. Mm. Did you Did you see that pork belly burnt ends? I know you're a burnt ends man, but you've never had pork belly burnt ends before. No, I don't think I've ever had pork belly. Um, I think I tried it once, but uh, yeah, no, definitely not. Oh, they're the burnt end style. They're up in they're they're up on uh, they're up on uh, Instagram there, Mike. They're up on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's a way better way to see their food. For sure, and my and, and AJ's following him. He he's all about it. He's all about it on mm. there. Oh yeah, man, it's looking good. That brisket is looking mean. So true. That is looking mean. Anyways, I've wasted enough time on this new spot for a live show. Here there we go. it is, Mike. There <laughs> it is. Pringles smoking oasis. Wow. You know it, man. You know it. And he looks like a guy that would not want us to do a live show. That's a fact. <laughs> they got yeah, a picture. No, sure. That guy looks like we would come up and we'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna do a live show," and he'd be like, "No, you no, aren't." <laughs> And we'd be like, you know what? You're right. We're not going to do it. You're right. And sorry to bother you, sir. Anyway. Just have that burn ends, please. <laughs> yeah. Just put them in this bag. We'll be on our way. Uh, thank you to AJ for coming on the show. So fantastic to, to talk to him again. Hopefully, we can do it sooner than two and a half years. We need to, you know, make it a regular yearly occurrence with him. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That is for, for sure. sure. Mike, it's time for the fastest growing segment in the world. Doc G Top 3. Correct. Now, Mike, we have a very important topic this week. 
your favorite insurance characters <laughs> from commercials. So random. It's a little bit random, but at the same time, it's pretty great. And you know what? I There's not as many as I thought. Nope. Like, I thought no, there no. were more, and then I was like, yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of, like, other commercial characters in general, you know? But yeah. uh, I think I've got a pretty good list. I'm pretty excited about my list. Um, Mike, start us out. Who do you got? Uh, throwback. Caveman. Geico. So easy, a caveman can do it. Yeah, yeah. I had to rewatch. A, I did a compilation YouTube of those commercials amazing they're not bad man they're not bad yeah. I, I i i will say a lot of those geicos they sort of uh they they sort of got old you know they yeah. they wore them yeah. out because they just did them so much and i was like yeah yeah they did the, a little bit too much with the cave then the, yeah. but but i will say you forget about it you come back to it you're like yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good they were great they really were. First, like three commercials were like gold, mm -hmm. but then they started. Yeah, they started kind of deviating away from the the main idea, and just it was all about apologizing to the cavemen. Exactly. For like exactly. They get they they lost their way in their creativeness. <laughs> it's fine. They did. They really did. It's fine, Mike. My. Uh, what about you, Doc G? Yeah. First off, honorable mention for me. My honorable mention is Jamie from Progressive, not Flo, okay. but Jamie. I love Jamie. Sometimes he gets to be a little bit too much, but there's some there's some mm -hmm. definitely really good ones. Uh, but yeah. he only gets an honorable mention. I have to say yeah. that number three just beating him out, Limu Emu and Doug. Sweet. Yeah, they were about to make the list for sure. Limu Emu and Doug. There's and those two are a little bit hit and miss. Like there's some of yeah. them that I'm like, okay, that was dumb. But some of them I'm just like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Like, I just love the one where he's talking to the dude on the treadmill, and then it pans over, and Emu's cranking it out, and he's like, Emu, you're an animal! <laughs> like, I just, oh, it's classic. Mm, he's an Emu, yeah. man. It's pretty solid. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Their OG commercial, too, the first one was, uh, I wasn't even mad about getting spammed. Like, that commercial, I, I felt like I would see that commercial pretty much for every commercial yeah. break on YouTube. Yeah, and you're like, and you know what? I was not mad about That's it. That's fine. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep. Watching. I'm good. Mike, you're yeah. number two. Number two, and I'm sure this is gonna be got to be one of your top three. Uh, but Doctor Rick, mm. the, that guy, that guy crushes. We talked about it before on the show, but that guy crushes I'll, all those. Uh, I'll go ahead and I, and right. ruin it for folks. He's my number one. He's uh, he's my number one. I just I yeah. It's so perfect too, because there's so many things that you do. There's so many things that your parents actually do, and you're just like, yeah, those are all totally yeah, true. All of them. Those are probably <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite is the one where they take the field trip to the uh, uh, to the um, uh, football game, and <laughs> you know what? If we uh, leave early, guys, we can probably get a jump on. Nobody wants to talk about traffic. We just got to the game. Give it a little bit of time. Oh man, it's there's so many good man. There's so many good, and you could actually. You need this many I'm not gonna. I'm. <laughs> do you know who reads books? Uh, books about boats. My dad. Yeah, your dad. <laughs> oh man, there's so many good ones too, and you can actually. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest, listeners. I've gone to the progressive website just to watch the commercials. 
Wow. That's right. I've literally gone just to watch the commercials before. That's how good they are. That's how that's how I'm a fan. You're not the first, Doc G. You're not the first. I don't think I am. You're definitely not the first. I don't think they have a YouTube channel. All their all they have watermarks all over yeah. all their videos. They're like, we know you're coming here for the videos. We know you're coming for the commercials. I, I like how on the progressive website they have at the bottom how long the commercial is for you, like before it says one minute watch. Like a person looks down and is like, I don't know. It's <laughs> might be too much to invent. Oh, it's one minute. Okay, I can think I can handle. I can handle a minute of yeah. it. All right. Yeah. All right, Mike, you're number one. Number one is uh, the Dennis Haysbert. Are you in good hands? Wow. You're just going, <laughs> you're, you're going feel good insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of a character. I mean, it was a character. Well, it makes you feel I safe. Like this guy was. It's a deep voice. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Am I in good hands? I hope I'm in it's good like, hands. Yeah. Yeah. You're in good hands. I like it. I, li I like it, Mike. You're going non-traditional, and I respect that. Yeah. You know? Just a little different, you know? My number two is sort of non-traditional, too. Um, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he's still doing them or not, but Peyton Manning for uh, ah. Nationwide. Because, you know, the, he did those for a good while there with Nationwide. They had the ones mm -hmm. with, um, uh, what's his name? Perry. Um Brad Perry, there we go. Brad Perry had had those for a while, but uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh! I just looked it up. Apparently, they've got a new they've got a new ad coming out, Mike. They're they're letting you know it's coming out. There's a new one. I'm very excited. The Nationwide Blog is let let us know. <laughs> but those those are some solid ones, man. I like a lot of those. Anyways, Mike, that does it. Doc G top three. Favorite Doc G top three. insurance characters right there. I would like to point out <laughs> yeah. that nobody chose the Geico. Nobody chose Mr. Gecko. It's not funny. No. Nobody likes yeah. him. It's overdone. Okay. And he's one of the oldest ones. They just keep going with yeah. it. It's unnecessary. Also, nobody yeah. chose the new uh, Jake from State Farm. Nobody's going for that guy. It's not yeah, funny. No. I will say it, it was it. a little bit better when they recently did the one with the uh, guy with the mullet that washes uh, Patrick Mahomes' clothes. That one was okay. I don't know if you've seen that one, but that, one, that one, yeah, no, I don't think I saw that, that one's all right, but it's still not that good. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Mike, we are moving on. We have two birthday suits left. Do you want to hear the basketball player or the football player? Hmm. Let's go with the one I'll probably miss, football player. Okay. Yeah. Don't think you're going to get this one. He's yeah. not He's not big time enough. It's not like it's, uh, would, would you get Emmett Smith? <laughs> I was going to say Emmett. Would you get Emmett Smith? Huh? Think? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, Jerry I Rice, know. maybe? Jerry Rice. I think I got Jerry Rice. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably get mm. Jerry Rice. I'm trying to think of big enough names. It's, that's a, that's hard, man. There's like not, you know, like that one giant just football name. I mean, Tom Brady, come on. But he's our best for friend. Sure. So yeah, that's not, for sure. you know. Anyways. No, it's too easy. Born on December 14th, 1997 in Oxford, Mississippi. My birthday suit wear loved football from a young age. He went to Oxford High School and had over 3,000 yards and 49 touchdowns in his high school career. He ended up going to college right down the road at the University of Mississippi. 
He didn't play much his freshman year, but his sophomore year was great. However, sadly, his junior year, he suffered a cervical neck fracture during a kickoff. The first doctor that examined him after the injury said, you're never playing football again. But then he got a second opinion. They said he could have surgery, return to football that year. What? Yeah. So even with the injury, he declared for the NFL draft. He uh, he was selected 64th overall by the Seahawks. In his rookie debut, he had 89 yards, which was the most ever for a rookie debut. Since then, he has had a great. Uh, he's been a great receiver for the Seahawks. On July 28th of this year, he agreed to a three-year, 72 million dollar extension. So, he's doing pretty great. Name. That birthday suit, where? No idea. No idea. No idea. DK Metcalf. There you go. DK Metcalf. Yeah. Uh, Mike, just go ahead and Google right there. DK Metcalf. That's uh, DK and then Metcalf, uh, M-E-T-C-A-L-F, and then put abs. DK Metcalf abs, and you will be impressed. <laughs> look, look, look at those images. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's not real. That's real, man. That is what? 100% real. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's got all the abs. Yeah, he took them all from everybody. Like He has everybody's abs. He's a monster, man. He is, he's even got abs above his abs. Yeah, he's got he's he, wow. he is one of those dudes that without a doubt has at least an eight pack. At least yeah. at least an eight pack, man. And he's just a hoss. Yeah, he's killing it. He is I definitely uh would not pick a fight with him. Nope. That's for sure. I mean six no way. Six four, two hundred and thirty pounds, uh, and one point six percent body fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. nah. I'm fine. I'm nah. I'm fine with, yeah. with picking a fight on that, you know? Um, that guy's abs will kick It's crazy, man. All he's got to do is flex them, and he'll knock me out of the room. It's insane. Seriously. Uh, he's turning 25, Mike. Good age. Wow. Quarter of a century yeah. for that jacked mofo. Um, yeah. Sad news in sort of the same area, Mike. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, we, uh, we had him actually as... A uh, birthday suit wearer uh, back on March 9th. Mike Leach. Hmm. Mike Leach, the uh, the head coach at Mississippi State University. He died today. Or yesterday. Uh, sorry. Died yesterday. No, sorry. Yeah, I think I saw Died that. Monday. There we go. Died hmm. Monday. Uh, but yeah, he's only, only 61, man. Only 61. Yeah. Sad, man. Really young guy. Yeah, yeah, he was the he was the kooky guy. If you remember, he was the dude uh, that I told you to go watch his press conference where he just started talking about candy on Halloween instead of talking about the football game. And the oh uh, la- no, I don't think I watched that. The lady was trying to talk to him about football, and he's like, "Let me tell you, favorite candies. Here's the favorite candies for Halloween." And he just goes into it, man. Uh, Sad, sad to lose him. Uh, a legend of of college football, right there. Uh, nonetheless, happy birthday to DK Metcalf, turning twenty five. Mike, last birthday suit here. He probably won't get this one either because he's not a super famous basketball player. Mm. Um, I think I'd get it. 
but it's because I watch this team a pretty good amount as far as their games, so probably get it. Uh, born okay. on December 14, 1988 in Le Sueil, France. Uh, our birthday suit wearer's dad was a professional basketball player. This is crazy. His dad actually passed away during a basketball game mm. when he was three, and he was there. His dad had an uh. aneurysm on the court. Crazy. Nonetheless, though, our birthday suit wearer decided to follow in his dad's footsteps of basketball and ended up becoming part of the junior French national team. He then entered the NBA draft in 2008 and was picked 25th overall by the Houston Rockets. He went back to France and played professionally in 2011 during the NBA lockout and then played with the Trailblazers until 2015. Then... He was traded to the Charlotte Hornets, where he played until 2020. Then in 2020, he was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. He's been with the Clippers ever since. In 2020, he won a silver medal with the French Olympic team, losing to the U.S. team 82-87 to in the championship game. Name that birthday suit wearer. Played for the Trailblazers, and then he played for the Clippers. Uh, don't forget the Hornets. Hornets are in the middle of there. Played for the Hornets. I ah, played for the Hornets. Um, I know you've known the last name. You'll have heard the last name before. Yeah, I don't know. Nicholas Patoom. Nicholas Patoom. You you've heard the name though, right? Batum. I don't think so, actually. No? no, I don't think I've heard his name. No. All right. Yeah, he he's he he is a, g- a very very good role player for the Clippers. He comes in, does some good things, man. Does some real good things. I mean, mm. he doesn't have any DK Metcalf abs, but he does some good things. <laughs> so you know, how do you spell his last name? Uh, B A T U M Batum. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, but anyways. Uh, he is turning 34, Mike. Nicholas Batum. Nice. Yeah. 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 I don't even recognize him. I just like. No, I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, no offense to him. It's not, but it's not like he's like a super standout yeah. guy or anything, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not, not crazy. By the way, Mike, I was just, uh, I was just, um, randomly going through different, uh, DK Metcalf things as I was talking about Batum. He's yeah. got he's got a he's got a Michael Jordan tattoo. Sweet, really? Yeah, Mike, which one? Like our like an Air Jordan symbol? The Michael Jordan him holding up three fingers after uh, they okay. he won three uh, championships there. Uh, sort of a um, an actual like mural. Apparently, he got it to honor uh, his black uh, black heroes. So he has Michael Jordan, Jackie Robinson, Martin Luther King, and Muhammad Ali. Hmm. Yeah. He's got that Frederick Doug Frederick Douglass. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. That was a while back. That was uh two years back that he got all of those. So there you go. Nice. That was back in twenty twenty. Cool. He had some time there because he uh, COVID. He was like, you know what? Yeah. I'll I'll get I'll get some I'll get some black luminaries tattooed on me. Hmm. That's what'll happen. Anyways, Mike. <clears throat> that is our birthday suit wearers for the uh for the day. DK Metcalf. Nicholas Batum and Offset, Mike. In, Offset. In in, uh, in case you were keeping count, there you were zero for three. Yeah, zero for That's, three. Uh, one of those days. But you did have that days. three three and zero the other week. So there was one of those. Yes, it's ca- did have that. It's carrying you. 
It's carrying. <laughs> Nonetheless, Mike, it is time for us to wrap up the show. We have a fantastic show next week. The show, listeners, is the year in review. We are mm. doing once again the highlights that happened this year on the Doc G Show. So if you can think of a highlight, nope. there's a highlight you want to talk about, nope. send it to us. Message yeah. us. Let us know what that highlight is. I've got a lot of them already written down, which I want to go back over. We had some big we had some big guests, Mike. We had some good times yeah, and we, we had some big guests. And yeah, uh, I want I want to relive it. I want to relive it all and say, you know what? Me too. 2020 was 2022 was pretty dope. It was pretty dope, you know? Yeah. And 2023, it's going to be even doper. Way doper. Way doper, gang. And Way until doper. next week, <laughs> we are going to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the associate in the arts holding the notorious Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Doc G, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Of course. And until next week... Zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doodah.